Hi, Mama. I'm so excited you're here today. We are jumping back into the topic of fear and anxiety. And we're going there twice because, you know, I think this is one of the biggest struggles that most of us have as moms. And I just want to approach it from a little bit of a different angle today. A little bit controversial. It's okay if you disagree, but here are some thoughts that I have that I strongly believe and I believe is going to help you change your perspective on anxiety and fear and what that should look like in your life. So I'm excited to jump in today. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right. So mama, I don't know if you have noticed, but I think so many of us just believe that as a mom, we're supposed to be worried or fearful that it's just part of being a mom. That is what comes with the territory that that is somehow a way that we are going to protect our kids. And I actually completely disagree with that. I actually believe that fear has no place in your life, that it is actually your job not to worry about anything. So I know that sounds strange maybe to you and maybe impossible, but let me unpack it a little bit more for you. So, and I know, you know, this, I feel like it's very relevant for moms, but also in this era of pandemic and re-pandemic and just forever pandemic. No, I'm not speaking that over the world, but I, I just know this is so prevalent right now. And it doesn't even matter what side of whatever you're on. There's fear on both sides. There is a fear of the sickness. There is fear of the vaccination. There is fear of masks and the government. There is fear of people not in masks. There is just fear everywhere. And it's polarized us. And I actually believe that none of those things are to be feared and that the enemy is trying to distract us and divide us and make us miss the point. All of you that are listening, I don't care what side you're on. That is what I believe. There is no, if you are fixated on what side and and who is right, you're missing the point. Our point is to spread the love of Jesus in the world. Okay, I am totally getting off my point. I am just very passionate about this topic. Now, as I go into fear, and that you do not need to fear anything or worry about anything, I'm not suggesting you don't use wisdom. God tells us to use wisdom. God wants us to walk in wisdom. He promises he will give us all the wisdom we need if we ask and believe that he's going to give it to us. So I'm not suggesting that you do crazy things that don't make sense. Now you need to lean into God and figure out what that wisdom looks like and make sure there's not fear mixed in it. I know that's can feel more complicated, especially if, you know, you struggle with fear and sometimes the voice of the Holy Spirit can be muddled by that. 
but I want to start by saying I'm not suggesting we act unrationally. But I think what is happening is there seems like there is a bunch of legitimate reasons to justify being afraid. And every person has those things that they feel like they actually need to fear. Now, I get I get that logic. I can see how that makes sense. But before we just jump to letting fear win and, and have rule over everything, I want to dig into it a little bit more. So Oxford Dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. I'm going to read it again. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. Do you hear it? The definition gives itself away. There's a secret that fear has. The existence of fear is based on a belief. Without the belief, fear doesn't exist. It ha- you have to believe there is a threat. And think about it. Like, why is it that we're so divided? Why does one side believe there's one thing to be feared and the other side believes literally the opposite and they both are stuck in fear? It's because it's based on a belief. And now I know there are real implications, hard negative implications on both sides because of what we're walking through. I I see that. But the definition of fear explains why that's happening, that these two sides can have completely different opinions about it, is because you have to believe something about what the actual threat is. And that is where where fear comes from. And even just thinking about fear in this way takes away so much of its power. If it's based on a belief and beliefs are so fluid, I mean, you know, what did you believe five years ago about? Can you think of a topic that you've drastically changed your beliefs on in in the last five years or 10 years? I mean, do you hold all of the same values you did as a 21-year-old? Maybe you're still 21. That's great. As a 10-year-old. You know, there's so much as we grow and we learn that changes about our beliefs. So fear is simply compromised of a belief that is fully subjective to what you decide should be feared. You actually hold all of the power in determining what's going to cause you fear. And this is what we need to be careful about because whatever we place in this category of fear, that is what sets the parameters for our life. Fear is what's going to draw the lines, put up the walls, block you from things. And so you have to be really careful what you're going to put there. And I know some of you are thinking, well, yeah, I want certain things to to draw lines. I want, you know, to avoid things that are going to make me unsafe or cause me pain. And I get that. And But to me, that is where wisdom comes in. But what happens with fear is that fear is this relentless thief that kind of tricks us into believing that it's important to hold on to it. And then once fear has a grip, it spreads and grows and continues to take over our lives. So let's go into a little bit of the science of what is happening with fear. So um, when there's a threat, it puts us into fight or flight mode. And I won't share all the details, but basically it triggers our automatic nervous system that was put there by God to protect us. And so when there's a perceived threat, this part of our brain 
takes over and it puts our body basically in overdrive, which is the goal would be to help us stay safe. And it's, it's really crazy what happens in our bodies when we go into fight or flight. Our heart rate increases, our breathing speeds up to increase our oxygen. Even our hearing becomes more acute. Uh, our vision heightens. And even this is so crazy to me, our blood thickens to help prepare in case we get stabbed or get a cut. And it helps prepare to clot our blood. It is insane. Like I, to me, that has fingerprints of our creator all over it. And so this is extremely useful when there is an actual threat. And I'm going to share an example of um, when I got mugged at gunpoint. And if this will trigger you, just skip ahead. I'm going to share a, a few details and it's not too graphic, but I just want to warn you. So I was waitressing up in LA at the time. And I mean, I was in a good part of town, so it's not always about that. But I was walking to my car late at night and, you know, someone had offered to walk me out, but I was like, I'm fine. You know, I always try and be tough, which is unwise sometimes. But I was walking to my car and I, you know, was trying to open the door and I saw this guy running towards me. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, it was like a really empty street. Um, Lots of parked cars, but you know, no one walking around. And so I was like, that's kind of weird. This guy's running at night. I got in my car and I was trying to shut the door before he got there and lock it, you know, just in case. And it's just crazy that just in case was real because this guy um, flung my door open and he stuck a gun against my head. And, you know, of course my brain sensed danger and it went into fight or flight mode. So the time the guy was at my car was probably mere seconds, like nothing, but my brain was in overdrive. And so I had time to think through each decision. And so he asked me to give him my purse. I mean, he didn't really ask, but I don't need to give you those details. I, and I, as he asked for that, I thought through how I had literally hundreds of dollars in cash in my apron from waitressing. So I wanted to keep that hidden. And so I knew if I give him my purse, okay, then there's not really anything in there. And so I, I went to grab my purse. But even as I was grabbing for that, I was thinking through, okay, what's in my purse? Is there, you know, because it was in my back seat. So I could kind of reach back. He couldn't really see what I was doing. And so I was like, okay, I know my Bible is in here. I want to take my Bible out because I want to save that. Like I have all these things written in the margins. Like I want to save that. And oh, I should try and fling my wallet out too because, you know, I don't want to have to deal with canceling my credit cards and getting a new license. And so, I was literally thinking through all of these things while there was a gun against my head. And I've never experienced anything like this before. And yet, because of how my brain responded to the situation, I was prepared. I could think clearly. I knew what to do. And this is the beauty of our fight or flight response, is that without having any preparation, we are prepared for those moments. So I could think through clearly how to manage the situation. And I mean, I know God was also watching out for me because, you know, shortly after this took place, um, this guy just ran off and he did not get a penny and he did not physically harm me. Obviously, there's emotional <laughs> harm, but, you know, praise God that I was safe. But here's here's where it went wrong. You know, my fight or flight was so helpful in that moment. It helped me make decisions, helped me think clearly, helped me think fast. But here's what happened. So if you notice in the description of fight or flight, it talks about how if you are triggered by a perceived threat, so perceived threat. So after this, for months, maybe years, I don't really remember um, 
But for a long time after this, every single time I would walk to my car, night or day, it doesn't even matter if it was dark or not, my brain would immediately go back into this place of fight or flight. Adrenaline would sweep through my body and literally just like a dried leaf would blow behind me and I would swing around like ready to attack the threat. And then even things like, you know, when the man was coming towards me, he was running. And so anytime anyone ran to me after that, I immediately would feel my fight or flight response kick in. And so I would have all of these moments and it would just pour fear into me. And so I was at high levels of anxiety, you know, walking to my car, doing things out in public, you know, it could just be like I'm at a church event and someone runs towards me and immediately I, I go into that fight or flight mode. But the, the crazy thing is that what happened to me when, when I was mugged, it didn't actually change the reality of my safety. Like there was nothing different. Like I always before this moment had had a chance of being mugged always or something worse, right? And always after I had the same chance, like it, it does not actually change anything. And yet my body kept believing something had changed. And the only thing that had happened is that I had come face to face with just a reminder that I, I am actually not in control of my safety. God is the only one in control. And the risk was always there. Just like every time I drive a car, it's there. And every day that I continue breathing, I mean, literally you know, it's not helpful to think about it, but there are constantly risks all around us in the, the most mundane of tasks. And, you know, it's still true. We have never been in control of when things happen, when we face sickness, when we lose our job, when we lose loved ones. None of this has changed. So here's what's crazy. So if God is the one that is actually in control, like he's the only one, right? If we look at it, we can we can recognize he is the only one. And I'm not I'm not saying that we actually have no say in this. Like like I said, wisdom, right? We we have to make sure that we do our best at our job so we don't get fired. We have to wash our hands. We have to exercise and eat right to stay healthy. You know, we wear our seatbelts in the car and we don't get in unless we're sober and well rested. You know, there are things that we do have control over and wisdom. But in the end, all of those things can still happen even if we use wisdom and prepare ourselves. But if God is the only one in control, right? Here's what he says. He says, do not worry about anything. Literally says anything, not a single thing. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. That's from Philippians 4, 6 in the New Living Translation. And if this is something you struggle with, I highly recommend going and Googling, you know, what the Bible says about fear, because God has a lot to say about this topic. It, you know, just reinforces what I just read. But there are so many good verses that um, just command us not to be afraid, to stand in courage. But this, this verse says it all. It says, nothing, 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 nothing is to be feared. How, how in the world can this be? Doesn't, doesn't it make sense that we should fear what could hurt us or what could hurt our children, right? But remember wisdom, so keep that in mind. Here's the thing. Fear does not actually prepare us or protect us, right? Okay, so worrying if someone's going to come and mug me on the way to the car 
Does it help me be equipped to handle the situation? No. Right? I, as soon as the, the threat came, my, my brain kicked into fight or flight mode automatically. I don't need to carry that fear all the time, right? Like when I was, you know, walking down the street and the leaves were blowing, that didn't help me be prepared. That just made me paranoid. And I actually think that when um, fear is mixed in, it can like really cloud our thinking and could even, you know, push us into a panic because, you know, we can go so quickly down that fear spiral and it could escalate the situation. So instead of getting to think clearly through the situation, having that fear muddled in is just going to make it worse. Now, I know this isn't all easy to accept. Like, really, I shouldn't be afraid of anything. Like, you know, I I feel like fear is going to help me. And the only thing that gives me this much confidence to stand in is really honestly trusting that God is my protector and he goes before me and he's, you know, he promises to never leave or forsake me. And I mean, you know, for me, the very worst that could happen is that I die and go and be with Jesus. And if you know Jesus, if you've given him your life, that's, that's true of you too. And if that's the worst, I mean, that's not so bad. Like go and be with Jesus. Let's do it. I mean, I'm, I love my life, (laughs) but like that is the worst case scenario. And so that's like why I can so boldly and confidently tell you not to be afraid of anything uh, because God backs up his command with some insane promises. And this is honestly the ultimate freedom. Like when we, we don't actually have to fear anything. And God offers this to all of us. We have to choose to accept it, but it's there for our taking. So I, I genuinely believe what I'm saying However, (laughs) fear is, uh, as you've heard in the last episode, something that I still have to battle literally daily. You know, I I know in my mind and my heart and trust in God that I don't actually need fear and I have tools to fight it, but it's still, it's still a battleground in my life. And I I say all of this because I, you know, don't want you for a second to think that I'm minimizing the debilitating effects of fear. You know, it's not an easy monster to vanquish. Like it is, can feel so powerful. And it, if this is something you struggle with, it's not just going to go away as you hear this podcast. But why I'm sharing all of this is because I think when we shine a light on fear and look at it, you know, look at how it's just based in a belief and look how that belief doesn't actually help us with anything. Um, it just kind of helps you take some power back. You know, it's like if there is, you you know, in the dark, you think there's something in your closet and you can make up all kinds of stories about what that is, what it looks like. So, but until you get out of bed and shine that light on there, you, you can see like, wait a minute, that's literally just some old socks, right? But you can make up all kinds of stories about what it is, but shining that light on it takes away its power. Now, that doesn't mean that next time you think you see a monster in the closet that you are going to, you know, not fear. You might still have to get out of bed and turn the light on. But the more times you do that, the more times you see that there is nothing in the closet, the more likely you're going to be the next time to just trust and believe, you know what, I my mind wants to go here, but I know that I, I don't have to because, you know, I know that fear is not something that I need to hold on to. And you know what that flashlight is? It's the truth. 
So that's why I'm always talking about grounding yourself in the truth. You need to be equipped to pull out that flashlight at a moment's notice. So you need to have verses in your pocket. You need to know what God says about your safety. You need to believe it so that you are ready to battle this monster when it comes up because it's going to come back. But if you grow in that trust and that faith, you will begin to become more powerful over it. Now, while I'm talking about how fear isn't necessary... And, you know, God commands us not to be afraid of anything. It doesn't mean that we're not going to face pain, right? We, we all know this. Um, and I, I really believe God is not the creator of pain, but sometimes he allows it. And so this can get into a bigger theological discussion. I won't go there today. But I just want to share something, honestly, that happened really recently. And so I might get a little teary-eyed. But um, this week, you know, I had this friend Oh, that um, she'd been battling cancer for, I think, like five years. And she was the strongest person I have ever known. She had believed that had been spoken over her that God was going to heal her. And she believed it with every part of her. And she went through hell. I mean, so many rounds of chemo, so many rounds of radiation and all of the things and all of the symptoms and all of the suffering. And not once through it all did she fear. Not once. She continually believed that God was her protector, that God was to be trusted, that God is good. And so if we're talking about not fearing anything, she is like, the epitome of this. She had no fear in her. And you can ask anyone that knew her. All she did was trust God and praise him through all of that. Then uh, this week, you know, it, it had looked like all the cancer was gone. She was recovering. And then, you know, this week, just really suddenly, uh, she died. And now, you know, she is at peace and she is healed and she has no more suffering and she is with Jesus. But, you know, it's been hard to process, you know, what, what, God, I don't understand. Why did this happen? And, you know, if we're not careful in these moments, because they're going to come, we can so easily say, well, actually, you know what? I should have feared. I should have, you know, held tighter to that fear. Why did I trust so much? If this is just going to happen. I shouldn't trust. But you know what my friend would have said? <laughs> Don't fear. What is fear going to do? We trust. And you know what? I know she trusted up until the last breath. You know, and what a life, right? Like now all of us, everyone that knew her, all of our faith was increased because of knowing her, because of watching her walk through all of these hard things. <laughs> And not once did she fear, not once did she complain, not once did she stop trusting. What's the alternative, you know? Living in all of that suffering and living in fear? How, how would that help anything? But instead she chose trust and she chose faith and she lived an incredible life and her story will go on. And I know it is going to help so many people. And I know it has helped every single person that knows her, that knew her. All of us are better because of her. And, you know, while this was, you know, really hard to process, 
I, you know, my trust in God didn't waver through it, you know, even though it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. And I had, believe me, I had some hard conversations with God and I, you know, got angry and I asked him what had happened, but, you know, he helped me process it. And and the reason that my trust never wavered in him is because I have walked through this in my own life. You know, one of the biggest things that I feared was having a miscarriage, was losing a baby. And, and it happened at 12 weeks, my baby was gone and the loss was so real and the pain was so real, but you know what? God literally took that and transformed it into one of the best seasons of my life where literally I would not be talking to you right now had I not gone through that because that season showed me that I actually have nothing to fear, that I actually can live up to what God is calling me to, even if it's terrifying, even if I'm so worried about people judging me, even if I'm worried about failing, even if I'm worried about all of the things. It doesn't matter because God says, don't worry. He's got me. And so I trust him with every hard thing, with every scary thing. You know, I have moments of fear, like I keep talking about, but then I remember that I trust him and I remind myself and I ground myself in that truth. And I think anxiety can take over our lives when we don't ground ourselves in it. We just feel that fear and we let it take over. We let it just expand and it will always continue to expand. So you've got to work on trust. You've got to lean in to a creator that loves you, is watching out for you, and only has good things in mind for you. Even those dark things, even those bad things, they're not to be feared because God will turn them for good. I know my God is going to use my friend's life for so much good. He already has, and I know more is coming. And the same with my miscarriage. Like if I spent so many hours fearing this thing that literally became one of the best things in my life, what do I know about fear? What do I know about what I should fear? Fear only shackles. Fear sets the limits for our life. It tells us where we cannot go. Where our fear is, is where all of our limits are. And it can create walls that will keep us from the best things in life. And, you know, if you have been through some really hard things that have created these walls, that have told you that it's not safe, that have told you that you need to fear, I can only imagine. And I'm so sorry. That is the story that your life has told. But I have to tell you, God wants to turn those things for good too. And if you want true freedom, if you want to get out of the shackles, you've got to take down the walls and you alone have the power to do that. You have to do it with God, but you have to give God permission to do it first. And taking down those walls, just doing that, it takes a lot of courage. Maybe that means therapy. Maybe that means coaching. Maybe that means digging in spiritually. You know, there's a lot of ways to dismantle those walls. But if you want to be free, you've got to take them down. We're either going to live a life of fear or we're going to reject the idea of fear. Where do you want to draw the line? If you fear the man with the gun, then it's hard not to fear the street or the people walking down the street. Fear will never stop. It will always want more. Mama, I know this is a heavy topic and 
hard to process for some of you. And But I believe God is speaking to you and he wants to give you freedom. He wants you to take a step. So I just encourage you to go into prayer and take some action. What can you do? What is one thing you can do to step towards getting rid of this fear that doesn't serve you? If you want to work with me, there's a link in the show notes, and I would love to help you figure out some steps that you can take to begin dismantling this wall that you have put up or that has been put up by the situations in your life. Let me just pray over you because I know this can be so heavy and overwhelming, and I just want to bring God in. And God, I just pray over every ear that this reaches. God, I know that you are good, God, and I know that you are watching over them. I know that you have plans for them, God, and I know you want to take every bit of pain that they have been through, God, that you have seen and and wept with them, God, and I know that you want them to be free from it, God, that you want to not just take it off of their backs, but turn it into good, God. And so we just trust you, God. I stand in faith that you are good, God. And I just pray that everyone hearing this, God, their faith would be just a little bit increased, God, that you would show them exactly the way that you want them to walk, God, to get rid of this fear, God, that we don't need. That is such a lie that is taking over our lives and stealing our joy. God, you're good. We trust you and we lean into that, God. I just pray protection over every single one that's listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Mama. Believing and praying for good things and that God is going to show you the way to walk. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.